0: Welcome to *Ladies and Jerks*, a podcast discussing the *Harlequin* cartoon episode by episode. I am Penny Vavridis, and when I'm not recording this podcast, I run a feminist fitness podcast called *Strong Habits*. Good.
1: And I am Becca, and I don't make any more podcasts—just this one—and
0: ruin it. I don't think ruin it. I think you're doing all right. <laughs> In this episode, we are discussing Season 1, Episode 3, So You Need a Crew. This is the one where Harley tries to find a crew, and we get to see the inner workings of low-level bad guys in Gotham. This episode was written by Justin Halburn and directed by Young Ha Young and Cecilia Aronovic. Oh, fucks. Soz, that's, that's, that was my best guess. Aronovic. Aronovic. Aronovich That one totally sounds like it might be it We are really sorry for butchering your name Soz CC. And if you know how to pronounce these names Feel free to message us and let us know Yeah, we appreciate constructive (laughs) criticism Feel free to (laughs) criticise also (laughs) Becca's pronunciation Teach me how to do words (laughs) oh no (laughs) so this episode starts on a russian train harley's there on a heist she's trying to steal something what was she trying to steal a nuclear warhead a nuclear warhead she does a lot of a lot of good fighting and then she gets stopped at the last bit because she needs to be in two places at once and she just can't reach even with all of her gymnastics
1: yeah this is great because fun fact There's a really good author called Donald Bartholomew, another really hard name to say, and he wrote a book called Game in 1960, a short story called Game in 1965, which is exactly this plot. It's two guys in a bunker and they both have a key to either end of the console to launch a nuclear warhead. And they both have to be there sitting in their seat turning the key because they can't do it otherwise because it's too far apart for one human. So I just thought that was a fun insight that the, the thing she's stealing is a nuclear warhead and that's exactly how Bartholomew's story goes.
0: So I think that must be how nuclear warheads work because I've seen other things where you also mm. need two keys. Well it's interesting because it
1: caused the the book the story I keep calling it a book it's not a book it's like four pages long it caused a big furore I mean that could be a book it caused a big furore when it was published um apparently, like, rattled the Pentagon, but it's not true. And Bartholomew said, no, I just made it up. Like, it's really not true. So he's kind of, like, set the precedent for how nuclear warheads are perceived in media. That's a cool fact. Yeah. I've got lots of them today, by the way.
0: Excellent. I'm excited. I've got many things to tell you. (laughs) This is very good. Did lots of reading today. So then, obviously, Joker shows up to foil Harley's plans. He's a butthead. (laughs) (laughs) Butthead. Solid, solid choice. (laughs) And he steals the warhead because he has goons and they can be in two places at once because there's more than one of them. And then Harley's like, this isn't fair, what the fuck? And then Joker tells a goon to throw her off the train and he does. Which
1: is a great shot of her with her arms folded falling backwards off
0: of a very, very high bridge out of a train with her shoes and bat in tow, which I really enjoyed. Solid, solid sulk pose. The Animation in this is wonderful. Like, I really enjoy it. It's really fun. And then the next scene, I think she's back at uh, Ivy's apartment. And she's telling the story. And she might have a towel on her head. Or was that later? She
1: turns turns up back at um, Ivy's and she looks like absolute trash. Like, her hair is a mess. She's got twigs and leaves everywhere. She's covered in mud. She just looks generally a bit dishevelled. And she says she needs a crew and Ivy just responds no you need a shower <laughs> so then she has her shower and we skip to Harley then saying that she's very
0: sad because she wants a crew to be a supervillain so she needs to try and find she needs to try and find someone and Ivy's like you don't you don't need a crew just be by yourself i don't have a crew Here I am, all by myself, doing all my things, all by myself, with all of the plants, feeding her and looking after her, and Frank is not having any of it. Oh yeah, yeah, Frank is done with this this (laughs) storyline. And Ivy really doesn't like people, and I really, that's, you know, that's the thing I can really get behind. Oh yeah, the going it alone policy is often
1: one that resonates with me. Absolutely. We sound terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we hate people. You and... can still talk to us if you want to via the internet. <laughs> Much less scary via the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> via, via, via. <laughs> via,
1: via. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So
0: then I, Ivy's like, look... Loads of people don't have a crew, and she points at the telly, and now we are introduced to Dr. Psycho. We haven't met Dr. Psycho yet, have we? No, I have not met him before. Excellent. So it's handy that you've not seen it before, because then we can double-check where we are actually and how much we know. It's good, isn't it? So helpful. So Dr. Psycho is fighting with Wonder Woman on the telly. Fighting, fighting. He's throwing stuff at her. She's goading him because he won't fight her. Hand-to-hand, Hand-to-hand combat. hand combat. So he, like, uses a brain hand and squishes her, and then she uses her wrist things. <laughs> Bracelets. Bracelets. Thanks God, that was hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's those things that go around your arms <laughs> that are made of metal.
0: <laughs> so what you, are they? You couldn't see me, but I was, I was just... She was just staring at her wrist and then slapping them. My <laughs> confusion. But it worked perfectly. You knew what I was trying to say. <laughs> Yeah. So, so then she uses her magic wrists, armbands? Armbands. Bracelets? That, I feel like armbands are what you wear in the pool when you're little and you don't want to drown. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever the magic things around Wonder Woman's wrists are, she uses those to zap the hand away and then he's like, for fuck's sake, that really hurt, and then... And then... And then... He, have we got a policy on the C-word? Well, we said it the whole of the last episode. Oh, so then he calls her a cunt... <laughs> <laughs> So the policy is yes, say it. Well, I guess so. This is where we are. So, yes. so if that's offensive, it was offensive to everyone on the episode today, which I thought was incredible. Everyone's like, oh, gasp, and then birds fell out of the air, and the earth stopped rotating, and everyone was like, oh my god, mm. and that blew my mind.
1: Yeah, it was great. Well, I, the thing is that it was a very—I mean—he called a woman a cunt, which is a very specific, like, negative thing, in an Amer- American show as well, bear in mind. So it's am-
0: more offensive in America? In America,
1: is? it's the worst word in the whole world, I think. Mm. I'm very, very sure that in America, for some reason, they take it a lot more personally when you use the word cunt, whereas you're from London and I'm from Scotland, and <laughs> in both those places, the word cunt is a, a punctuation, mm. so you just say it, and it's also a term of endearment, mm. if they're your mate, so difference of
0: opinion over the pond gosh that's interesting so it blew my mind that they were all so offended because he is a villain and he's trying to kill her and they're more upset that he called her a cunt than they are that he's been trying to kill her but that was confusing for me it's
1: confusing but also fits exactly with the tone of the show because the whole thing they've been making is the distinction is that's his job like that's his profession like it's not just like he's evil it's like no no my job is to be evil so regardless of my actual persona being evil, because like, it's like we had the, the bar mitzvah last week, so they're having a nice family, religious activity, but also the
0: penguin is the penguin and he, his job is to be evil. So this is something that I think this show does really well, and this episode especially, mm. because we're, we're seeing what it is to be a bad guy in Gotham, In a way that we don't really ever get to see if you're watching Batman or reading Batman comics, because Batman's all about like moody moody. I have no mum and dad. Wow, my life's hard. Everything is terrible. Look at me.
1: I have lots of money,
0: but. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. (laughs) Point is, Batman's lame. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Moral of the story. Uh, So then, in this, it's like, yeah, it's a job. Everyone has something to do. There are businesses for different things, which we'll come to shortly after this Mm -hmm, as well. Like mm -hmm. some of the interesting businesses for finding more bad guys. Mm -hmm. And it's a profession. It's a legitimate profession, which is just fun. It's just, it's a fun way of showing us these characters, I think. So then shock, shock, shock. Even Harley and Ivy were shocked, which I thought was funny too.
1: Yeah, I thought so because Harley's language is foul but she doesn't say can No, which is a surprise. I felt like Harley would probably want to own that word quite well. Absolutely. But I guess if it's really bad in America. Yeah, it definitely is, because Americans have the HUAC code, which is mostly gone now, but it's kind of culturally ingrained into American media. So in the 1960s, again, everything happened then because, you know, Cold War and all that jazz. But um, they had the HUAC code, so you couldn't do or say certain things on screen um so you couldn't um you couldn't actually see a dead body on screen you could only reference the fact that the dead body was like below the camera or just out of shot and like you couldn't see um pretty much any sexual things on screen which still kind of lingers in america because they're pretty squeamish about like boobs but not about stabbing and gore so it's really interesting the, the dynamic of change in america so Another sidetrack. Sorry, that's I get excited about these things.
0: I really enjoy that you have such random information in your brain. I mean, I did
1: do two years of film studies at university, so and then my master's degree did involve writing a thesis on post-war cinema. So,
0: I mean, this is excellent. This is going to come in handy. <laughs> so then, the next scene, they go to this like PR company that also helps you find henchmen, and what I thought was quite cool, instead of. I don't know. I guess there are loads of different ways they could have played Dr. Psycho being shamed for calling Wonder Woman a cunt. But instead we just cut straight to this and he's talking to these PR guys and they're like, don't worry, we've got you. We're the guys that helped Dr. Freeze fix his image after he flashed some people or something. (laughs) And that was just funny, because it's like, don't worry, we do this all the time.
1: Yeah, you're, you're bad guys, you screw up, and we, we just smooth it over the PR company.
0: And they were very much like, imagine imagine two really cocky white guys who are really good salesmen, and they'll say whatever they need to say for you to just say yes. They were those guys. They're both called Doug. And they were both called
1: Doug. They weren't. I just imagine that's what they would be called.
0: Right. I was gonna say I didn't. I don't. I, no, like, I don't know what their names. They were. They didn't
1: have any names, but I imagine they were two business executives called Doug who work in marketing in Los Angeles and are just terrible.
0: So actually, they're the real bad guy. They are the real <laughs> bad guy. So if there's a dog listening again, soz. Soz. <laughs> I'm, su-
1: I'm sure people called Doug are actually very nice. But
0: I don't know any dogs. Oh, I do. Well, my cousin's called Doug. Awkward. Is your cousin nice? You don't have to answer yeah, that one. There. I apologize. <laughs> it's
1: okay. He lives in Germany, and he'll never know. I won't. I won't say. So then,
0: <laughs> so now it's uh, Harley's turn for the meeting. She goes with Doug and Doug into the room. <laughs> Doug and Dugger. <laughs> Doug and Dugger. <laughs> <laughs> so she's with Doug and Dugger, and they're in the the room. And he's they he they are showing her these <laughs> they pictures. Are basically one person. Just one guy. Showing her pictures oh, of yes. possible villains that can come and join her team and be her henchmen, and they've got CVs on the screen because villainy is a proper profession. Yeah. Which is excellent. Uh, and <laughs> they are saying whatever they need to say to get her to buy some henchmen. They are doing all of the salesman spiel. And our first guy was Blaze. Was Blaze no, our first Blaze guy? Blaze was
1: last. Crunk was the first guy. Crunk was the first guy.
0: Yeah, so I've got Crunk notes. That
1: sounds terrible. Um, I've got notes on Crunk, and um, so the this, the this CV basically is like your name, your age, your height, your weight, and then your special skills. And I really enjoy that in Krunk's selection of special skills were Microsoft Word, Flash, and basic HTML. Like, what? Excellent. Um, amazing. And then the last category was the catchphrase, and his was just Crunk. <laughs> so it kind of reminds me of Emperor's New Groove and Crunk and Emperor's New Groove i've not seen this have you not you need to watch this it's one of the best modern disney films
0: Hmm. okay thanks
1: also crank looks like uh the artist of our podcast vess
0: oh <laughs> excellent shout out to vess who made our artwork which is excellent and i hope you
1: enjoy it yeah probably should have told you that at the beginning Gave him some credit but never mind it's,
0: it's, it, it's here now it's here now <laughs> so then our next bad guy dr professor mr professor yeah the professor professor yes was it just professor i think it was the professor i thought it was
1: doctor professor and but that sounds stupid (laughs) 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 it's because it's doctor cycle i was like yeah doctor professor obviously um who has a phd in villainy again because it's a legitimate profession and a ba in literature (laughs) and is great with kids excellent and what was his catchphrase can you remember something about madam
0: it's science madam
1: yeah and then i asked the question of well what if he was doing science on a man but there's no oh
0: because his special skill was mouse traps yeah elaborate traps and big puzzles so my theory is that we probably should have looked him up he probably has a real backstory but my theory was that he's the sort of guy that just creates traps to trap women and trick them with puzzles and maybe if they solve the puzzle, they get to go free. And if they don't solve the puzzle, maybe that just means they're his prisoners forever. So like Saw? Yeah. Mm. Upbeat. I like it. Yeah, maybe he was the inspiration for Saw. Mm.
1: Maybe. If, if my sh- story is correct. If your story is correct, which is quite possible, to be fair. We should definitely do some googling.
0: Yeah, we should have done that first. Or, Sorry. or if
1: you actually know the legitimate
0: answer, you should tell us. That would be excellent. Save us some time. So then the next villain on the list was Blaze and his special skill was that he climbed Agro Crag. Now, if you don't know, Agro Crag was one of the mountains in a Nickelodeon show called Nickelodeon Guts in the 90s, where contestants have to climb four different mountains and if they get to the top, they win something. So I guess he's a real fit guy and he climbed all the way up, pressing Mm. all the buttons. Although it said he climbed it, not he won it. So maybe actually... Maybe he climbed it. After someone else, yeah, maybe he lost, but he still he yeah. still got to the top. Either way, he made it, so yeah. that's
1: you know that's good for him. He also um, is an expert in leather related fashion, and speaks Kryptonese. So I looked this bit up, and uh, did not know, but now do that um, Kryptonese is the language made up by E. Nelson Bridwell after Superman fans had tried to decipher his nonsense scribbles that were in the speech bubbles of all Kryptonian panels on Superman comics. So he made a language up just despite them, because <laughs> they were irritating. And they then remade it in the ni- 1980s and then again in the 2000s as a syllabic language like Japanese, which is why it's Kryptonese.
0: Excellent. That is a great fact. I did say there was a lot of facts today. So good. I love a fact. <laughs> So, then they're doing their sales. Oh,
1: one more thing. Oh, yeah, go on. Before I forget about it, the when you pan out, the thing I most enjoy about this scene is that the artwork is just a big old blood splatter. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah, carry on. That was the one thing I was like, oh, the thing
0: in the frame. Yeah, no, that's very cool. Because, you know, they're villains.
1: Yeah, it and, and it's it's just dark red on red on a canvas. So it looks kind of like a Jackson Pollock, but it's clearly like someone's been shot by a gun and this is the aftermath trail <laughs>
0: excellent so so then they're like who do you want well i want all of them joker is gonna shit his pants when he sees my crew and then the dog and Dogger are like oh what i thought you were joker's girlfriend so now they're not that interested in talking to her and she's like no i dumped his ass weeks ago but you didn't go back like you always do, being mm. jerky guys. And she's like, no, absolutely not. So they close her lap his, their laptop and they kick her out. And they're like, nope, absolutely not. None of these guys are available ever again. Come back if you and Joker are ever together. Goodbye. Yeah. Which? Buttheads. <laughs> More buttheads. More buttheads. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this episode was very much, maybe for the series, very much men being misogynistic cunts. Yeah, I that mean, was it good. is called Ladies and Jerks, they're our podcast, so. That's true, they're being jerks. Yeah. They really are. Maybe hey. we should use that word more often.
1: Title drop, whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you couldn't see, but Becca was pulling some weird hands.
1: Look, do you know what, like, in the movie, when, like, or in the song, it's ACDC are great for this, when the the, the name of the ACDC song is, the, like, either the first line of the song, like, back in black, the first line is back in black, I hit the sack, there you go. Or like the the first line of the chorus is the, the the name of the song. So we should start
0: doing that more because it worked for ACDC. That's true. Maybe I should start by saying hello, ladies and jerks. I feel like we probably shouldn't have a business meeting <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. In the middle of the podcast. I got Sorry. distracted
1: by that. It was too funny. I made myself laugh.
0: So yeah, they kick her out. They're they're just basically like, No, why would anyone ever want to work with you and go up against Joker? So Harley's like, right, well, I need to find someone else then. Mm-hmm. Fuck he. Yeah. So she goes to a bar. Called Noonan's. Noonan's. <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone what a Noonan is? Well,
1: I tried to Google Noonan's because I wanted to check that it wasn't like, you know, an actual place that existed already in Gotham or in some weird faction of, of the, the DC world. But actually, Noonan's is a, a very sad disease where you have... <laughs> Um, Lots of defects, including having um, a short stature, really wide set eyes, and congenital heart defects. So um, not as upbeat as I was hoping for when I did the Googling.
0: No, very strange choice to call the bar that, but there you have it. Maybe it was just absolute coincidence. That seems so unlikely. Or maybe they actually looked for something that was just like... Really weird. Really terrible, yeah. So then she goes into the bar. She's like, guys, it's time for you to stop doing shit jobs and being treated like shit. And I promise I'll never knowingly send you to die. And then some other guys are like, hold on a second. So maybe there are jobs out there where we don't have to die as they're jumping into a death portal and whoever their boss is is just like, shut up and jump. And they're like, definitely dying. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> and everyone is basically just like, no, absolutely not. We have better things to do. One guy's even like, "I." am I'm just gonna go over here and do that thing so then she sits down next to Dr. Psycho Mm -hmm. and before she even gets a chance to say anything he's like no I'm not working for you.
1: Yeah he says shut your female trap
0: more misogyny. Absolute charmer and then Harley's like fuck even cunt man doesn't want to work with me great (laughs) and then kite man
1: walks in oh my note just says kite man he's the cunt
0: he is a cunt.
1: Oh, we also meet um Clayface. Oh,
0: yeah. Clayface is excellent. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God, Clayface, I can't. Excellent.
0: <laughs> so, Clayface is currently disguised as, like, a Western boy because he's made out of clay so he can be whoever he wants and he just really wants to be an actor. And yeah, he's, he's so just, desperate. He's a lot. And it's great. It's, it's great. And Dr. Psycho is not happy about it because, like... <laughs> Clayface is probably a level 10 in energy, and Dr. Psycho's maybe a 2, and they're just not really on the same wavelength, so... No, not at all. It's hard. It's hard for Psycho. Probably quite hard for Clayface too, but he seems kind of oblivious.
1: Yeah, Clayface is up in his number 10, and he, does, he doesn't really notice the room around him. He doesn't read the room for mm. what the energy
0: level is. He's like, I'm doing me, That's that's that. Exactly. Which I admire a lot. Yeah, it's impressive. Southern Kite Man walks in, and after the whole room has said no to Harley and her wonderful speech, because obviously she is a woman, and why would you want to work with a woman? Kite Man, who is the lamest villain in the wa- w- in the land, world land, wand, <laughs> <laughs> walks in, and he's like, "Who wants to uh, do something? Maybe there'll be some sort of heist. Maybe some diamonds." Or and literally everybody gets up apart from Psycho and Clayface, and just follows him out the door, cheering. And yeah. his speech was terrible. He didn't have a plan. He just wanted he's, to do something. Just
1: swanned in and was like, oh, I might go, like, maybe kidnap somebody who wants to maybe do some evil. And everyone's like, hell yeah.
0: Because he's a man. Mm-hmm. And because life is easier when you're a man, people are much more willing to talk to you, much more willing to listen to you, much more willing to do as you say. Mm-hmm. And that again is kind of a f- theme for the episode, which we come to shortly. Have we already had the glass ceiling chat?
1: No, not yet. That's that's after our pal Maxi Zeus. So it's... oh yeah, we
0: forgot to talk about Maxi. Well, Zeus. he's next, so we're okay. Okay, we're still good. So then, no, I'm sure chronology hard chronology oh, is hard We i just got very excited talking about all the things yeah. so at some point harley goes to a guy called maxi zeus's motivational talk
1: yes yeah, so this happens next because no one will work with her she goes back home to ivy and goes no one will work with me i know what to do and then they pay to go to this seminar by some douche so i looked up maxi zeus well, yeah tell me because i didn't look him
0: up so i'd like to hear about him so he was a history teacher who was obsessed with Greek mythology. And he Mm. went insane, as most people in Batman do. And started to believe that he was, in fact, Zeus. And then, I guess, probably just started having sex with lots of people and became a supervillain, because Zeus obviously has sex with everyone. And there's a real penis theme in Zeus's story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, also, there's a joke that Ivy makes, because he's on his platform saying, like, You know, he lists, like, the Joker, the Riddler, what do they have that you don't? And um, Ivy's heckle is, a penis. Which is
0: absolutely true. Yes, this is a correct observation. Correct observation. As usual, by Ivy. (laughs) I love Ivy. Ivy might be one of my faves. So so that's his supervillain power, it's just he just had loads of sex with people. Well, no, so his supervillain power was being crazy and, I guess, just doing whatever he wanted. That's not a power, that's just being a jerk. Well, yeah, most people in Batman don't have any powers though.
1: No, they just they're just, just heads.
0: <laughs> just Ivy really and Bane. Yeah, I Two-Face, really. I guess, but does he have power or is he just ugly? He's just ugly. <laughs> That's as I was about to say. His power is being really ugly. Who else has power? Cuz Joker doesn't have any power. Harley doesn't have any power. She's just an expert gymnast.
1: Well, I mean, when we get to Queen of Fables. I suppose she has powers, but she she's she's two notes away in, in my notes. So I don't know. I don't know where you are at on
0: your notes. We write we write a lot of things down. So before Queen of Fables, we go back to the house and Harley and Ivy are talking again, and Ivy's like, "Look," and she sits her down for a very serious chat about the glass ceiling, and she says, "Listen, Halls, there's a glass ceiling for female supervillains." We're tolerated so long as we don't get too powerful, mm. and then she sends her on her way to go and see the Queen of Fables. The Queen of Fables,
1: also bearing in mind that when Harley tried to go and get legitimate advice from Maxi Zeus, he tried to have sex with her, and she said no, thank you. Um, and on the music player it said "sexy music," <laughs> which I really really enjoyed. Just as a an aside, yeah. So she she's sent off to go and find the Queen of Fables, and um. All right then. My watch just told me to breathe. <laughs> Rude. Um, <laughs> so she, um, the Queen of Fables. I looked her up. Um, we didn't coordinate. We just actually did it right, which was really exciting. Uh, was very good. What on us? Pat 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 on the back. Good job. Um, so Queen of Fables. She's kind of modelled on Maleficent. And what she did was she was in a book and then got released, as a lot of old timey villains are. And she took over Manhattan and she turned it into a big old forest and raised loads of characters from um, other books to be do her bidding and be her crew. And then um, the Justice Justice League took her down and she was put into the US tax code <laughs> book. And the reason why she was put into that particular book is because there is nothing imaginative in it for her to draw power from.
0: It's so sad.
1: So she is now very sad and upset because she says that all male counterpart villains simply get locked up in Arkham, but she gets given this unique and more severe punishment of being turned into a book about the U.S. tax code, which is a pretty horrendous um, punishment, really. That
0: is really horrendous. And like, what, if some, what if someone spills their coffee on her? She's doomed. I guess she's just damp and stained. Mm. Although
1: she also still can smoke cigarettes. And pee. And pee, apparently. But she apparently went to the bathroom in front of Quinn.
0: Yeah, weird. Very confusing. She So she tells Harley that ambition won't just hurt you, it will hurt the people around you that you care about most. And then we see a gingerbread man who's turning tricks and works in yeah. the tax office with her.
1: Yeah, he's got like half his head missing and he's got icing tattoos and all sorts of things going he's on. He's having a really hard time. Yeah, he's very sad. then he says something about, at least I'm not on the streets anymore.
0: Yeah. And you're
1: like... Oh, this is very sad. This is really sad. Very
0: sad scene. So the punishment for being a woman is you get trapped and everyone you love is also punished. But all the guys are breaking the walls all the time and then they go to Arkham for a bit and then they get set free again. And then they wreak havoc again and everything's fine. And they're all just having such a nice time chasing each other because as we saw in either episode what must have been episode one, where Joker had the chance to kill Batman and he didn't and you know Batman's had loads of chances to kill Joker and he hasn't because they're just all having such a nice time playing with each other and they don't want the women to play so they get locked in books. Well it's that same thing
1: almost like, um, because the whole whole story in this episode is about the concept of a profession of being a villain and the idea of a glass ceiling and the idea that women aren't welcome in the sector, essentially. It's not a sect that women can work in. It's a manly sector. And it's really interesting thinking about it in that sense, because therefore her punishment exiles her from ever rejoining the sector, whereas the, the punishment the men get, oh, well, you can still be a bad guy in the prison, and then when you get out of the prison and you escape, you can be a bad guy again, whereas she can't ever again. Like, they've removed her from the equation. Which is so harsh. Yeah. So that's sad. That's really sad. But then uh, Harley goes back to Ivy, and she's sad too. And then Ivy tries to cheer her up a little bit, or at least motivate her, I think, is the word, isn't it?
0: And then Harley realises that what she needs is to find people that no one else want on their team. Mm -hmm. And Ivy also tells Harley that she loves her, which is very sweet. Which is really nice, because if you know... If you know like DC canon and you know Harley and you know Ivy, that you then you know that they're two queer characters and are often in a relationship in the comics, which is why it's kind of annoying that they're also dropping hints about Kite Man because Ivy was like, oh, oh, did he mention me when Harley mentioned yeah. him at the bar earlier?
1: It's also really confusing because I really... Don't like. I mean, it's very clever, but it really angers me that they're compromising this excellent role model of Ivy because Ivy's been so true and on point with the male bullshit. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Kite Man, oh. And it's just really upsetting to have her be portrayed as someone who's so erudite and on point and then betrays all of her principles because Cunt Man turns up.
0: Yeah, it's a real... It's a real downside, you know? It's a real downside. So then they're watching TV. And Dr. Psycho is on a talk show, trying to redeem himself for calling Wonder Woman a cunt. He's there with Giganta, and I guess their kid... Yeah, it's their son. So they're a couple, and then they have their their
1: son, who is an excellent little goth lad on his phone texting away, which I just really enjoyed.
0: So I looked Giganta up because I wasn't aware of her, and she is a real big villain and enemy of Wonder Woman, which is surprising that I didn't know who she was because i read a lot of Wonder Woman. Hmm. But I guess just not those bits. And she was brainwashed by Dr. Psycho in many versions of the story to either believe that she's in love with him or in love with someone else or to do things for him. So then in the show, the talk show host asks her how she feels about everything. And then Dr. Psycho is answering for her like abusive partners do often. Mm -hmm. And the host is like, just let her talk for herself. And he's like, I'm psychic. Ha ha ha. I can read her mind. I know what she's thinking. Which again, abusive partners often do because they Mm -hmm. don't want you to talk for yourself. They just want you to sit there and be quiet and pretty while they do the man things that they have to do. Mm -hmm. Although I'm sure... Women probably do similar things if they're the abusive one. It's just a bit more rare. Yeah. That was a sidebar. So then Gigantus like, fuck this. She stands up. She's a giant, obviously, so we can only see her legs. Yeah, we get like her kneecaps and that's it. Which is excellent. It's surprising that her son is so tiny, but I guess Dr. Psycho is quite tiny. He's very tiny. Very tiny. Tiny man syndrome. Tiny, tiny man. (laughs) And then she's a very, very large woman and they have, I guess, a normal sized son. yeah he's somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle and she's really pissed off and she storms off and is just like you brainwashed me you're a terrible person i'm not doing this
1: she says fantastically and i'm sure this is a quote from somewhere as well but i didn't get i didn't look it up where she says i am my own person separate to you and i'm sure that's a Reference from somewhere, and I really should look that up.
0: Oh, so up. tell them about the bit that you did look up.
1: Oh, yeah, so the bit I did look up, and I remember spotting it, because so we watched the episode twice every time, because um, I haven't seen it before, and I've got to do a lot of concentrating. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's a thing! Um, and the second time I actually Googled it. Um, so, Psycho says, um, I live, I love women. Nobody on Earth loves women. Like, I cherish women. And I remembered, really, really upsettingly, that Donald Trump said those exact same words in I was going to do the math but five years ago I was going to count backwards but I couldn't do it five years ago when he was on his campaign trail because he did his chat about pussy grabbing and he got into lots of trouble but really nowhere near enough trouble like he got into maybe a hundredth of the trouble he should have got into for it um and there's an actual soundbite of him saying i love i love women i cherish women nobody on earth loves women as much as i do and that's terrifying and uh yeah oh my notes now say many opinions so have fun with that um so yeah that was something that i looked up and i think it's really a sneaky little thing to put in there and i also when we move to the next scene after she's left he says something terrible again
0: so he calls her a cunt again and he's like don't leave me you cunt!" and then everyone gasps yep on tv big mistake my dude big mistake so now harley's watching going hmm
1: yeah so this time she's not like oh my gosh she's like oh so she goes and finds him again in the same lovely noonan's bar and she asks him to work
0: with her and he still says no i'm in the Legion of doom i'm i'm all that yeah i like the big leagues or something And then on TV, Lex Luthor is there with the rest of the Legion of Doom, saying, "We do not condone this behavior. This is unacceptable. We do not like that language."
1: Yeah, he says specifically, "This is not our brand of evil," which I really enjoy because Harley also—not Harley—Ivy says earlier in the episode, "No, that's not my brand." When she talks about teaming up with anyone, so again, it's going back to that idea of it's a business. It's it's a it's economics.
0: Yeah, which I really enjoy it's a profession, they have their brands, this is the story, they're just doing what they gotta do to get by. Yeah. So then <clears throat> Dr. Psycho goes from a hard pass to a soft yes. Gross. A- Gross expression. <laughs> and Harley's like, I believe in you, I really think you have a part to play, and then Clayface turns around and he's like, a part? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, 100% love Clayface. Clayfaces. All over there. Clayface is really funny. As someone who has already watched this once before, I can confirm Clayface gets funnier every time. Oh, great. I'm very excited about that. (laughs) Um. So then they both join the team and it's a wonderful time. And Harley finally has a team. And the boys are like, right, well, then what should we do? What big, 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 big evil should we do? Mm. And Harley's like, well, what about petty revenge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go back to Maxi Zeus's house and they're sti- staring at his statue because he has big statues of himself everywhere with his penis everywhere because I guess he's embodying actual Zeus and Zeus really, really, really loved dicks. Really, really loved dicks. He got about, he had sex with everybody all of the time. He just couldn't help himself. So I guess that's what Maxi Zeus is trying to really embody. Mm. So my, na- my my comment is just oh no house of dicks. <laughs> so it is it is a house of dicks. So they're outside and they're planning how to get inside and Harley's telling Clayface that he's going to pretend to be the mailman. And oh gosh, yeah. This bit was really funny. I laughed out loud both times we watched it. <laughs> so Clayf- <laughs> Clayface is like, "Well, what is his story? What are his values? What does he want?" And she's like, "Nothing. You're just just a uh- fucking mailman mailman go go give him the mail and he's like yes the mailman that's all anybody sees but inside inside he's that little boy who just really really only ever got joy that one time a day when he saw the mailman to grow up to want to be a mailman yes and he's very dramatic and it's just very funny it's so extra it's so much i love it he's 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 just very funny so then she's like, <laughs> What? No. What? No. <laughs> and she gives him the mail that she steals out the mailbox and sends him to open the door and her and Psycho go round the side. <laughs> and he then has his disguise and he knocks on the door and Zeus is like, Why are you disturbing me? I am a god. It's after 9 pm. <laughs> I mean, big vibe. I feel I feel that way. I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> and then <laughs> Clayface is like, Dad? is that, is that you? <laughs> and Harley and Psycho are just looking at him being like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Which is, this This whole scene is just very funny. I really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, it was very good. And then Psycho's like, okay, so what door am I opening? What, what magical thing do you need yeah. me to do? Yeah, what, what brainwashing am I doing? <laughs> and she's like, nothing, you're just the smallest one here so I need you to crawl through this vent and open the door and he's like what I am a magical telepath oh he's magical he has magic powers on our list of people we forgot about him (laughs) I mean that's probably for the best (laughs) so then he's crawling through the crawl space and he's like my eyelashes just touched a dead raccoon this is (laughs) so embarrassing and I just thought that was excellent too. This whole scene, this was really funny. This is a good scene. So it carries on and they
1: find the the gold medals under his bed because obviously he sleeps on a bed of gold. And um, meanwhile downstairs, Clayface is <laughs> letting loose with his acting skills. <laughs> but um, Zeus begins to suspect that he is not his illegitimate son whose abortion didn't take, which is... <laughs> I've only ever heard that phrase used once other a time and again it's in Always Sunny in Philadelphia which I think I referenced on the first episode talking about Frank and in Always Sunny one of the characters says oh my abortion didn't take that's how I got born <laughs> so it's only it's the only time I've ever heard it actually be uttered aloud on a television show so I've never heard it before sidebar um but um he he's sort of now having to modify his parents because Zeus is going oh but you didn't have your mother's blue eyes oh, but you didn't have her hunchback. And it escalates and escalates until the point where he has a peg leg, he has a unibrow, a moustache, his face is all schmooshed and weird. Like, <laughs> it just gets real weird. Um, and then Zeus blows his top and he shouts, did you think I'd fall for this? And uh, Clefis' response was, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really enjoyed that bit. And then... um. Yeah, so then, oh no, his cover's blown, but thankfully Harley's got the gold by now, and they're on the stairs, and Harley's about to jump in, because now Zeus is pummeling Clayface. And uh, Dr. Psycho replies with, Don't emasculate him! Which I thought was
0: quite a, another fun little... So they just, they just let Zeus beat him up for a bit, and he's like, Who do you work for? Joker? Penguin? Tell me! And then punch 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 and holly's like he works for me and he's like ah the woman i chose not to have sex with well you're too late and he tries to squish clayface with another naked statue of himself so many so many dicks there are so many naked statues of himself there was one room the room of the bedroom room was the room that only had legs and dicks yeah just facing in towards the bed In in the middle of the room very strange very very strange
1: well, you know, it made
0: him happy. Made so. him happy. So then, Doctor Psycho uses his magic brain to move Clayface out of the way so he doesn't get squished, and they beat Zeus up, and it's great. Fighting ensues. Pummel, pommel, mm. pummel. Pommel. Yeah,
1: and uh, he's real, real embarrassed about being defeated, and um, Harley says, "I didn't just get bad guys. Got two of the fucking worst." <laughs> Um, And my response to that on my notes was, you sure did, Quinn.
0: (laughs) They are the worst, though. They are the worst. But that's the point, I think. The outcasts doing what they need to do to get by. And Harley tells Zeus that he has to give a message to the world that Harley Quinn's crew ain't nothing to fuck with. And then they beat him up some more. And the next day on the news, he's on his statue in front of his house, passed out. And the newswoman's there like, oh, something's happened to Maxie Zeus, a self-proclaimed supervillain and motivational speaker. So then he wakes up and she goes over to him to be like, what's happened? And he tells the world on live TV that Harley Quinn's crew ain't nothing to fuck with. And Ivy's reaction is fantastic. Oh, she is delighted. And she, yeah, she's so happy and surprised and was like, I did not see that coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also we pan to um, Queen of Fables in her book and she's like, well, fuck yeah, Harley Quinn's going for it.
0: And on the news, underneath the, in the little, I don't know what it's called, the bit at the bottom that says a thing, it says, should Joker be worried? And then we pan to Joker watching the news, but we, we don't really see him. We see his hand and he crushes his glass of whiskey and then he shoots his television because he's like, fuck, what? She's got a crew and she's embarrassing me on the
1: telly. Yeah, and then um, it finishes with another segment where they're, inter- they're um, there's a car chase happening and it's on the Harley Quinn Parkway. So Harley finally, finally got her highway that she wanted named after her this- by, by being a genius and doing lots of trading and manipulating.
0: Excellent. So she traded her gold medals that she stole from Zeus, that I think Zeus stole from the 1996 Olympics. Correct. For a warhead... Which he used to threaten the city. Yeah. To get her road. Yeah. Which she finally got. And now she's like, cool. Sick fam. Chillin'. And then again, Ivy's reaction is like, no fucking way. Yeah. So this episode is wonderful for a few different reasons. Number one, it's wonderful because we get this inside of, I guess, the normalness of being a villain and existing in Gotham as your profession trying to build your brand trying to be taken seriously and that's really fun there's also the element of everyone in gotham is fucking misogynistic yeah and nobody believes that women can or should be at the top end of anything which i mean is still real life the world (laughs) is still like this yeah And then it finishes with Harley being like, fuck all of you. None of you thought I could do any of the things. And now there's a fucking highway named after me. And that is excellent. Because Harley is just great. And every time Harley beats everyone thus far, it's always been like doing something the way she said she was going to do it. Showing everyone who said she wouldn't be able to do it. And just doing it her own way. And I think the better she gets at doing things her own way, the more successful she has been so far.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to see if Dr. Cycle is in more of it, because I've not watched it, and I have some real, real concerns over Dr. Cycle existing.
0: I am not going to answer your no. query.
1: Well, it's more because that moment where she accepts his... Well, he accepts her request to work with him. It's It's her picking another horrible abusive controlling person like the joker and there's this sort of need to have an element of some absolute asshole in her life because again like if we're using him as an analogy for trump it's like people who voted for him who are minorities or female you're voting for the thing that's the most evil i don't know how she could overlook his evilness in himself to work with him professionally in an evil capacity. It's something I just felt was very interesting and, and my brain was really struggling to... It's, it's the same as the ivy Kiteman Man
0: so dilemma. I, so I think with Harley and Psycho, Harley just wants anyone to be on her team and she knows that she needs a team if she's ever going to be able to take on the big boys, you know? Because yeah. they all have henchmen to do everything for them. She can't do everything by herself. So she's just aiming really low, and it's like, I don't like you, and that's okay, I just need you to do what I'm telling you to do. Well, I suppose, and she's she's
1: being very strategic, because she knows that she needs to pick people who are not going to be accepted anywhere else, because they won't pick her unless that's the only option, and she is his only option. Yeah. and Strategic, Harley. Strategic.
0: Yeah, I think she just has to be strategic, and she just has to play the game, because she knows that the rules are different for her. Yeah, I hope she beats him up in the end. I haven't watched it yet, but he deserves a baseball bat to the face. I will not answer that query. <laughs> you said that so slowly. <laughs> um, so, I think that's all of the things. I really like this episode. I feel like the show is starting to really come into itself. Yeah, I think things are more together, like we have a more
1: sort of structure and a point being made. Whereas the first two are kind of like, here's the characters. Oh, what might the story be?
0: But now it's like, no, no, this is my point. Which, which is great. It's wonderful. And I think it's going to be really exciting to watch Harley grow as a person, as a villain, as a member of Gotham. And also, also a member of society, a member <laughs> of society, and just see where the story goes. I'm I hope excited. You, I'm excited. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, our episode, and the cartoon episode. And if you did, and you want to do us a favour, why don't you go over on to iTunes and click that five star, leave us a happy review. Apparently these things are very helpful. Maybe even tell your friends, hit that share button, because... Do, do all the internet. Do the internet for us. That'd be great. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay. See you later
1: thanks so much for listening to this episode if you liked it we'd love it if you went over to our apple podcasts and left us a five-star review apparently these things are really helpful and if you'd like to get in touch you can find us at ladies jerks on instagram or email us at ladies at gmail.com also we have a twitter which is called ladies and jerks thanks guys